All right, you ready? Do it. This is the Venture Capital Podcast, venturecapital.fm, if you're looking for our website, with Peter Harris, founder, principal partner of the University Growth Fund. And today we're going to talk about can you raise a Series A? So here's a hypothetical scenario. Let's approach. So it's August 15th, 2022. Markets crashed. Valuations have changed. Let's say I'm a startup that has raised $2 million. Okay. Okay. My question is, is how much traction does that company need roughly for, and this is your personal perspective, for them to then raise a series A or maybe like a seed, a, you know, so you have seed one, maybe seed two. Um, the context of this podcast is I was listening to Jason Lemkin talk about companies that have raised $2 million. And from his perspective of if you raise $2 million and you have not at least hit $1 million in annual recurring revenue in ARR, you're toast. You should not fundraise. You should pack up, bootstrap. You're sunk at that moment. Unless like your growth rate might have somehow picked up significantly. Yeah, he's probably right. And this is for revenue-based companies. Sure. Would you agree with the same number as a million? Yeah, probably. I think a million is the floor. I actually think it might be higher. What would you like to see or do you think? Well, I mean, here's the thing. So generally speaking, Series A, you want to hit somewhere between 1 to 3 million ARR, right? Okay. Uh, bec- and, and that's generally considered the, the level at which you're able to demonstrate product market fit. That doesn't mean you actually have achieved product market fit, right? Because you could have like one customer that generates all of that revenue or the bulk of it, right? Like we just looked at a deal that was like that. But it may be that, you know, assuming that you've got lots of customers and like whatever, like once you hit about a million, it's usually about enough traction for for investors to sit up and say, okay, like there's something here, right? Worth digging into a little bit more. Um, and they've clearly like proven that there are enough people willing to spend enough money on this to solve their problem, right? Um, so that's just like the general standard. And that's been the standard for the last, I don't know, probably about four four or five years. Has, does the current market changed that standard? Well, I don't think the market has changed that standard. I think it might have dipped a little bit lower uh, last year when kind of markets were a little bit crazy in the private side and valuations were going through the roof. But I mean, today, like that's the standard, right? And so to, to his point, right, if you've raised $2 million, you've deployed it, and you haven't in the seed round and you haven't like found yourself, like found your business model in the desert kind of thing to be able to raise that series A is really tough because a lot of investors are looking at their portfolios right now and they're saying, hey, I'm not going to put more money out to work into new deals unless it's really compelling. I'm going to save that money for follow ons and in my own portfolio to support them. And so like if you raised a seed round and you couldn't make it from seed to series A, there's not a lot of money out there to like give you a second shot at getting to series A. There's, it, and that's why he's saying like, if you're not gonna get a second shot, so you might as well just shut down and start something brand new and raise another like, you know, see if you can raise money for that new idea. Okay. Right? Whether that's fair or not, that's, that's probably true. Um, but if we peel back the onion, most people who raise a $2 million seed round yep. probably had some type of traction. What traction would you guess they had? 10K MRR, 8 to 10K MRR? Yeah, probably. So about 120K RRR. Yeah. So really, they're just saying with $2 million, you should have been able to 10X what you did. Yep. 
not going from it, this isn't necessarily going from zero to a million rr this is going from like it could be could but be, not necessarily but but most likely it's statistically it's probably more like 100 150,000 to at least 1 million to 3 million yeah okay and look there's no question that that's really hard but i mean welcome to the startup game right like it's really hard to build these things and they're really risky and so investors are going to look and be like hey look nothing against you nothing against all your hard work but like if you're not accelerating super fast maybe this isn't the thing right okay go well, find something that is what would be the growth rate i mean in my mind the growth rate is from like a bunch of podcasts you need to be going growing at least 15 to 70 percent month over month or more yeah 15 to 20 percent month over month but look if you're growing 15 to 20 percent month over month from 100k you'll hit that right mm-hmm. you'll hit more than that by the time you get to your your but series if it, a. at your series a if you're doing a million to three million you still want to see 15 to 20 percent growth month over month yeah, I mean, ideally, you want to see as high a growth as you can get, right? Right, but what what's the floor? Hey, I shouldn't fundraise. Our revenue's not high enough. Our our growth rate's not high enough. Versus, I've got a shot to a great shot. Because from ARR, you're saying a million dollars is like your baseline. Three million plus is a great shot if you've raised two million. Yeah. In in a scenario of of also just growth rate, you're saying seventeen to twenty is kind of like the probably the the floor. Yeah, probably. And that's month over month. Yeah, I mean, you probably need to be like, uh, you probably need to be at least 100% year over year. So in that range, you're talking more like 8 to 10% month over month. Um, but that that's like the floor. 8 to 10 is the if floor. If you're not growing 100% month over, or year over year, like, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really tough at that stage. Okay. I think 100% is like kind of the floor. I see most companies today, they'll grow from, call it 200K to upwards of like one to two million. And then from there, like one to two to like five to seven, five to seven to like 12 to 14, right? Like, okay. So, I mean, you know, it's, it might be like 10X and then like 3X and then 100%. And then they maintain basically 100%. It might dip down a little bit. But yeah, they'll maintain that as they grow. And then once you hit about a hundred, a hundred million, um, you know, things slow down a decent amount. You're maybe growing like sixty percent by then. Okay. 40, 40 to sixty percent. But at, at that point you can go public on those numbers. What about for non for do 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 VCs back I mean the answer is yes, but as a general rule, are VCs backing non revenue plays? So user generated models? Uh, yes, they are. What would they be looking for numbers there? Hey, I'm going to raise a series A. I've raised 2 million so far. What type of growth or metrics are they looking for? So in that case, I mean, they're really looking for users and engagement, right? And the ability to flip a revenue switch in the future. Okay. So what would that look like? I've raised 2 million. Like we're looking like, like we just looked at a company that, that I think is super interesting and their model is basically, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get a bunch of users to use our product for this one thing. And it'll be kind of a Trojan horse strategy so that once we get enough of them, we'll like tack on this other product that they will be excited to use. Cause we'll have all this data and like, it'll really play nicely with the things that are important to them. And that's what we're really going to monetize. Right. 
but for now, like they've got, I mean, they don't have millions of users, but they have thousands of users, but they're adding like thousands of users every month. And so like I look at it for us, it ended up being too early, but I mean, they are, they, I mean, they have an oversubscribed round. They're going to, they're going to close it. They're going to do great. Um, they've got some great VCs in there. And I think the reason for that is the VCs can see a very clear path to turning on a revenue switch and they're seeing really strong growth in both users and engagement. So it's really going to depend on your business, right? For them, they're like B2B. Mm-hmm. So thousands of customers, potential customers is really compelling. Are they if getting 1,000 like, per month that are signing up right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from the time that we started looking at them to like today, they added, I think, like 1,500. And that was over the course of call it like a month and a half. Okay. So, or roughly a month. So yeah, they're adding about a thousand uh, new users per month. So, but look, if you're doing B to C, I mean, the scale is way, way bigger, right? Because B to B, you might be generating tens of thousands of dollars per customer. Uh, B to C, you might be generating tens of dollars per customer on average. So, you know, you've got to have that order of magnitude greater numbers of of people. Okay. Would a company like do you remember Garrett G's company and Kirk Wink? Kirk Wiemitz, hopefully I'm saying his last name, Garrett and Kirk, so we'll skip out the Wiemitz part, uh, with Scan.me, would they have been funded in today's market? Um, look, I think, like, would their exact same company get funded? No, but what were they at? Like a million users when they sold? No, uh, I don't know the, the metrics. I was hoping that you might have seen the numbers. And that I would disclose them here. Not that you'd disclose them, but you'd have an idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, based on the numbers that I'm familiar with, because back in the 2010s, look, it was I think kind of growth at all costs, just get users, don't worry about monetizing. And I feel like that ship at least temporarily has passed. Oh, that's probably true. I think, I think, well, here, here's the thing on the one hand, there's never been more money chasing deals. So, and there's never been more tools for people to track companies like that, right? So, if you had a company like Scan that was growing really fast. Um, and had like, you know, a decent threshold of users, um, then I think, yeah, VCs would pay attention to that. And there's so much money and so many funds out there. Yeah, they probably would have gotten funded uh, in this environment. Um, The flip side is I think it's much more difficult now, and they wouldn't wouldn't get the valuation that they would have gotten last year or the year before maybe. Okay. Right? Like – you know, I was just talking to an entrepreneur the other day and, and he's had to cut his valuation like three times to get to a point where he could get a deal done. So it's just a tougher market, especially if you don't have the traction, especially if you're burning a lot of money. So, I mean, that's the thing that I think is interesting about this other company that's more B2B is that it's, I mean, their burn is basically non-existent. Okay. Because there's two guys just bootstrapping and they don't pay themselves anything. Okay. So... It's a good spot to be in. It's a good spot to be in, right? Yep. What other metrics would you expect to see in general or outside of that we may, that you may want to talk about for someone who's raised $2 million looking to raise a Series A? Some other metrics to... To like look at. Well, so, okay. So if you want to raise a Series A, you probably want to be at, like I said, 1 to $3 million ARR. You're going to want that revenue to be pretty uh, diversified spread out among customers so you don't have too much concentration a minimum of like say 10 10 i mean that's like 100 i mean that's that's a really healthy acv uh but i would i would want to see more than 10 i'd want to see like i mean it really depends on the business right Mm -hmm. but if you're like b2b SaaS, 
I don't know, like probably like 20-ish. 20-ish, okay. 20-ish customers. Uh, you'd want to see some good renewals already in the bag, right? So okay. you don't, obviously you're still new, so you don't have a ton, but you'd want to like clear that threshold. Like this is a problem that one of, one of the companies we're looking at has, like they are growing insanely fast. They're probably growing like 30% month over month, but they, they haven't gone through a renewal cycle yet. So a lot of VCs are looking at and being like, Hey, your growth is phenomenal. We don't know if people are going to renew. Right. And so that, that's kind of, it's kind of been a struggle for them until they get some of these renewals under their belt. Um, so that's part of it. Um, I would be looking for, you know, a pretty solid team with clear identification of where the holes are and, and you know, what you're going to add and where and how you're going to spend that money. And, you know, a, probably need to have a pretty well fleshed out product by then as well. So, you know, you're not having to add, I mean, look, your product's always going to evolve, so that's fine, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't require a ton more work, right? It shouldn't be like held together with duct tape and, and wire, mm-hmm. right? For those 20 customers. Like it's actually got to be like a pretty solid product that, that can scale with them. Okay. Well, this is a great feedback, Peter. Anything else you want to add to this podcast? Uh, no. Well, look, if you're an entrepreneur and you're in the situation where you raised 2 million bucks, but you're not quite at one to two, I think, you know, having some, you know, real personal time to figure out what, who you are and what this is going to look like is important. Do you keep chasing the dream? Do you cut your losses because time, life is short, time is valuable and you're better off starting something new? Uh, can you get money from your insiders, right? And uh, did you do a good job kind of picking investors at the early stages that could continue to support you to get you to that Series A round and get you to that one to two million? Because I think the next six to 12 months are going to be tough. I think you're going to see a lot more down rounds, a lot of, you know, I'm already seeing bridge rounds across the board, even for companies that are very healthy, very strong. So I, you know, I anticipate that'll continue. And probably what he was saying is, you know, even strong companies are kind of struggling. So if you're not a strong company, it's going to be real tough. So anyways, sorry to be a Debbie Downer. This is good. This is great feedback because I think a lot of people don't hear this type of information. Yeah. And it's good knowing like, what am I looking at? Do I go for VC funding or do I just spend time looking for my next client? Yeah. I will say always uh, client money is more valuable than VC money. I've also been biased that I feel like it's easier to always get another client than to raise venture funding. Yep. But the flip side is your average client's not going to write a $10 million check. Correct. So it's but a trade-off. Most startups don't don't ever see a $10 million check. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, thanks, Peter. Go to venturecapital.fm if you want to subscribe. We've got Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review. It's what helps us grow this podcast even more. So thank you so much if you have questions make sure you hit us up in the comments thanks everybody all right see ya bye